Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. going on blue jays fan and welcome to another edition of jay bird watching we are part of the stadium scene.tv network i am your host this evening adam corsair and joining me are my usual co-hosts craig borden and brennan pentagar guys it's trade deadline sort of we still have a, uh, another day of it but it's, it's like yeah. it's the deadline tonight but uh otherwise how are we doing good 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 stress yeah <laughs> hurry up and wait <laughs> Brendan, looks like you're on uh, you're on vacation, right? Uh, working remote has its perks. Uh, yeah. So I'm working remote from uh, two hours north of uh, Toronto. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Well, we are recording this on Thursday evening, and as of this recording, uh, the Jays are in the midst of their final game of a four game series. First of all, did that game get rained out yet, or no? It looks like they're about. To take I haven't the field. seen. They are going to take the field. Okay. Well. They're playing their final game of four against the Red Sox, and they have a current record of 50 and 48, 10 and a half games behind the first place Red Sox, four, uh, four and a half behind the Oakland A's for a wild card spot. And uh, again, most important of all, trade deadline season is upon us. And with the action that has gone down today on Thursday, you would figure that the trade deadline was four o'clock today. But it is, we have actually about 21 more hours as of this recording until the trade deadline happens. Now, before we get into the deadline, because I'm sure this is going to be the meat of the show, uh, I want to get into the landscape of the Jays uh, since we last spoke. Um, so this past weekend, the Jays dropped two of three against the Mets, and they have an opportunity to split the aforementioned series against the Red Sox in Boston this evening. So, Craig, let's start with you. What did you notice in terms of the performance uh, thus far this weekend against the Mets and the Red Sox? And be honest now. Now, trades aside, right? Trades aside. At this point with this roster, is this Jays as currently constructive, this Jays squad, good enough to be a legitimate playoff contender? Or do we think we maybe overestimated the team in general? I can't say it's overestimated because of how many things that went wrong up to this point for the Blue Jays. Guys, this is a team that didn't, we didn't even get to have our closer to start the season. So, you know, the fun architect level of uh, you know, how the team was constructed is going to already derail like a, a week into spring training. <laughs> so to that point, where we're at right now, though, these series, these series is against the Mets and the Red Sox right now are not terribly exciting me to the point where I'm expecting a giant playoff push. 
this is getting to the point that we need to get like Joey Votto level hot to be able to do anything. And I don't know if you guys have seen what that guy's been up to, but it's a freaking mammoth all of a sudden. <laughs> Seven home runs in five games, I think. And he's single-handedly, yeah, single-handedly putting the Reds back in the conversation. So they need something like that. Somebody's got to step up to the point here and put this team on their back. And right now, I don't see that happening to what's going on. And even the offense has slacked off over the last two, three weeks to the point where the Blue Jays don't seem to be the same thumping lineup that we were expecting. Yes, there's been some standout performances in the midst of that, but they haven't been playing good against 500-level teams and above. So if they don't get off the you know hurry in the next thing, week here, this is going to look like a really sad team, unfortunately, down the stretch. And um, I don't want to be just the thorn in the side of the New York Yankees to get to the playoffs. Brennan? Yeah, it hasn't been too inspiring the last uh, week and a bit since we last chatted, to be honest with you. I definitely expected two out of three against the Mets, to be perfectly honest. And that did not happen. Yet again, was it on Sunday another bullpen collapse? I wasn't able to watch Sunday's game or Saturday. Mm-hmm. Fridays, but yeah, exactly. So the story of pretty much from mid-May onwards uh, has been bullpen collapses, and that's continued uh, into right around the trade deadline. So, um, and then the Red Sox series just has not been inspiring either. So it's not like a deadline like last year where you could see positive momentum going, and you know a couple ads or two will just continue to add to that, and they'll ascend a little bit more. It just kind of feels like, you know what, we're treading water. And again, very similar to 2015, as we've said, this team is very similar to 2015 in the fact that they had bullpen issues. They had some rotation issues in 2015. But the fact that they have a plus 91 run differential speaks that I don't think we've overestimated them. I think they've gotten incredibly unlucky with injuries uh, to key spots of the bullpen uh, at different times throughout the year. So, um, yeah, not sh- it just doesn't feel like, it, it feels like the deadline of 2014 where the Jays in 2014 got off to that decent start, and then they took off in May, had a good June, and went into early July in first place, and then just slowly took a dive bomb as the season went along. And we know how that went wound up. We were all excited back in 2014. It's like, hey, we have a chance to make the playoffs here. We're in first place. We're in a wild card spot. And all we walked away that deadline with with Danny Valencia. So I hope the addition that they made today that we'll talk about later doesn't feel the exact same way as the Danny Valencia trade deadline in 2014. So um, we'll see. There's still plenty of rumors. And there's, what, 21, 20, uh, 19 hours left before the deadline's. Mm. I still expect an out or two. It just depends on how big it is or anything like that. So we'll see. Yeah, a lot of people like to make the comparison in 2015. And I think when it comes to how the roster performs and how it's sort of constructed, um, just being so offensive heavy right now and relying on scoring a shit ton of runs in order to win games, to be honest, uh, and the run differential during those games has to be quite large. I think that's where it is, but I think when people look at 2000, and I'm not saying this is where you're standing, Brennan, I just, what I've noticed on, on the Twitter sphere with the Blue Jays fans out there, um, it seems that people are taking that, you know, similarity between the 2015 and 2021 team and applying it and saying we should behave at the deadline the same exact way. I'm not sure that's true because we have what we're 10 and a half games behind right now in first place and four and a half, a wild card. I'm not sure where the Jays were at this point in 2015. I can do a little quick search if you want, but it seems that the the deck is a little bit more stacked up against this team than it was in 2015. So 
pushing chips all in to get, let's just say rentals, right? Yeah. High quality, high aspiration rentals may not be wise for this team. And even if they're controllable arms pushing a good portion, if not the entirety of your top tier prospect capital might not be wise either. I don't know if you guys want to comment on that. <laughs> I don't know if I can say much more to it. <laughs> yeah. All right. Way to sum it up to the point where we can't even argue with you. <laughs> well, I just, I, you know, I, I think that people's, you know, mindset on this is, you know, they see them, they see the team drop games that they should be winning. They should have won two out of three against the Mets. And again, Brendan, you mentioned it. There was a bullpen collapse. Um, the the first Boston game, yeah, I'm whatever the the second one they they won pretty well i think that was the order of it right then they win like 10 and change yeah and yesterday's the first game of the double header they perform well and that seems to be the only way that they can do it is if they are playing double headers you know and robbie ray being on his game you can you can rely on that but you know these games against teams that they're ultimately going to be seeing in the postseason whether it be in the wild card or if they get further than that you know my my confidence in their performance against those teams just keeps dwindling because of, you know, how they've performed. So I just don't know if these needs need to be addressed more adequately in the offseason when the pressure isn't necessarily on them to sell this these prospects that they want to hold on to. And maybe they'll have the leisure of getting a more fair deal done that maybe favors them a little bit more than it would today. Yeah, that's that's going to be the whole theme of the deadline for the next 21 hours is price tags and how fair or not they are. One of the targets I'm sure we'll talk about in a bit um, seems like the price is incredibly inflated because there isn't too much out there in the starting pitching market. So uh, we can save that for later. But uh, yeah, if they do add a starter and it and that starter does have control for a year or two, it's going to come at a pretty big cost. Yeah. And to that point, um, everybody on the Twitter thing is already on the idea as far as chariot. 15 versus now right um mm. the fact that that was an all-in push everything in we have to win now kind of situation where we obviously this is the we're just starting to open the door on the window right <laughs> where everything yeah the stars are starting to align to the point that we can finally make a run and the blue jays are going to hopefully turn into what would be a dynasty level of kind of competition over the next you know five years you would think with what we have as our core players but to that point where do you find the line to jump in on that competition as I'm sure the rest of this conversation is going to go? Yeah, I'm looking at the um, the 2015 standings right now. And as of July 29th, they had just beaten, beaten Philly 8-2. to two. They were exactly 500 at 51-51 and 51 and seven games behind. Uh, I don't know. Yes. Yes. What about the wild? What about the wild card? Do you have that? I don't know. I don't have the wild card. They I'm, I'm looking on baseball on reference for a while, other than who uh, won it, right? Yeah. Yeah. I just think it's hilarious that we were talking about how this offense has went flat, and they've already gotten up three uh, runs on the Red Sox this evening already. Good. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> must win. They they have to they have to split this series. And look, you know, I think Breton and I mean uh, Craig, you just touched on it about the window. It's not just the window of opportunity to push for a playoff. It's the window of opportunity for these kids, right? You look at that 2015 team, the majority of those players that we were relying on are just passing their prime. Like, the, the, it's starting to decline at that point, save for a Josh Donaldson. But yeah. definitely Jose Bautista's peak had passed, even though he was playing still very well. Edwin's peak had passed, even though he was playing well. Tulo's peak 
definitely passed, even though he was serviceable for us during that time. Um, it, I don't know. I don't. I think there was more of a need to go all in at that point than there was to, today. I, I don't see necessarily a need to go completely all in if there's still going to be a window of opportunity for these kids. Yeah. To that point, I think Brennan's internet at his co- cabin just went and screwed him over a little bit. So oh, he's back. <laughs> he's, he's back. back. <laughs> Welcome All back, right. buddy. Uh, so but, uh, let's just get let's get right into it. I don't want to take any more time away from trade deadline. Let's talk. Um, I want to take a look around the league at the trades that went down thus far. And again, we're recording this approximately seven thirty on Thursday evening. Um, and all these trades that may or may not impact the Jays. So we've already covered Nelson Cruz. There's no need to rehash in detail, but it is still important to note. Uh, but there's plenty more to discuss, and we can just rapid-fire them right now. Yankees acquire Clay Holmes from the Pirates. Seattle acquired Tyler Anderson from the Pirates, yet traded away Kendall Graveman and Rafael Montero to Houston. Both sides of that trade affects the Blue Jays. Um, Oakland acquired Starling Marte from the Marlins. Yankees acquired Joey Gallo from the Rangers in exchange for a massive prospect haul. Congratulations, Texas Rangers. I know, right? Anthony Rizzo to the Yankees in exchange for two prospects. Mariners are acquiring Diego Castillo from the Rays. And lastly, the Jays acquired Brad Hand from the Nationals in exchange for Riley Adam straight up, filling up a big bullpen need, just one arm, but it's still a big bullpen need for this team. That being said, let's start there, Brendan. Do you have do any of these aforementioned moves worry you, bring you optimism in terms of the Jays' chances of making the playoffs? How do you feel about these moves? And moreover, how do you feel about hand on um, as a Blue Jay? If you want to start there, and then you can generalize the other moves. Sure. Yeah, Brad Hand um, isn't a move that gets you excited, but again, I said this comp earlier, kind of like. Danny Valencia in 2014. It was a move that wasn't going to make you excited, but it was one that kind of made sense. The Blue Jays in 2014 were very, very right-handed and needed a solid lefty bat off the bench or to come in and take pinch hit opportunities. And you know what? To his credit, Valencia was a fan favorite a little bit um, back in 2014, 2015. Seemed like a good clubhouse guy, good fit, all that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, Brad Hand kind of feels very similar, where it's like a guy you know is going to be useful and will help the team, but I don't necessarily think it's a, a ceiling-raising move. It's more of a, a floor-raising move a little bit more, maybe kind of in between that, because Brad Hand, I know he's struggling a little bit more than he has the last couple of years, but he's still solid, and anything is better than what they have in the bullpen at this point, maybe outside of Jordan Romano. So to our little Twitter group that we send out topic ideas and stuff earlier and just chit-chat, um, at least this way you can push everybody back down a couple innings where you're not going to see Trevor Richards pitch the seventh and the eighth anymore. Hopefully you're not going to see, uh, Raphael Dulles necessarily all the time late in games. It'll primarily be Simber probably in the seventh, Brad hand in the eighth and Jordan Romano in the ninth. And you know what? That's starting to build back a pretty solid, uh, seven, eight, nine plus you throw in Ryan Baraki. Um, and you know what? You're looking okay with, uh, those four guys there. So, it helps. It's not overly exciting, but it's a move that makes a ton of sense. And because they didn't give up too much, they took from an area of depth in the minor leagues. I don't know how you can be upset at the move or not um, not pleased with it. Uh, I'll put it that way. You mentioned the Danny Valencia trade. When we, we got, I think I mentioned it way back when, when we had this show going or when we were all at Jay's Journal or wherever at that point, that it felt very Shea Hillenbrand to me for that move. <laughs> yeah. Deep so up. just to make that comp. <laughs> but yeah. 
at a minimum, this says that they're not selling. They're pushing the chips in enough to try and improve this team. Yes, it might not be to the crazy level that we were all hoping, kind of like after we got teased last year, we're getting as many pieces as we did, but to the fact that they are still trying to get creative and find ways to improve this team. Funny enough, Brad Hand was a guy they were very heavy on right acquiring in the pre and before the season even started. So mm-hmm. it was somebody they had already done the homework on. He was doing pretty good for the that the Nats up until about two, three weeks ago, and he's been looking a little rough. So to that point, I think the Nats obviously when they you know, he got rough, the rest of the team started looking a little down and the Nats are starting to look more like sellers. So to that point if we are just absorbing the remainder of his contract and we only had to give up Riley Adams, as much as I enjoy Riley Adams, I don't see that as a big loss for us. He could very, very Jan Gomes-like for the Nats in the next few years, but I still think he's two, three years away from even finding that kind of level of uh, you know, clout with his bat. So, hey, like you said, raise the floor up, get the... I, watching Delise pitch in the eighth inning and everything anymore has been driving me nuts, so that at least alleviates this whole issue. I've been wondering if he's even worth keeping on this team. There's a bunch of things going on in that bullpen that this just pushes the whole lineup order down, like Brendan had mentioned. Yeah, I, I think that – let's talk about hand uh, before I get into the other moves. Um, it, it Obviously, it was a glaring need that the Blue Jays needed to address, and I don't think you would have been – successfully able to say that this team was in uh, a good direction if they didn't address uh, a bullpen need. But Craig, you nailed it that this at minimum does make them not sellers uh, because you don't acquire a rental piece if you're aiming to sell. You just don't. Um, And even if this is the only move that they make, you know, through negotiations and being outbid or what have you, um, it's it's something, but it it, in a way, there is a world in which this is enough. It's probably not enough, but there is a world in which it's enough for them to get to the postseason um, if all things break right. But you need a lot of things to break right. And with yeah. the teams around you, this is the first trade deadline that I have seen so many teams that are in that race being yeah. ultra aggressive. It's nuts. Ultra aggressive. It's crazy. crazy. And then you get Crazy. to the weird point of you get teams like the Mariners that look like they were sellers for like what five minutes, and then they turn around and get Diego Castillo to yes, yeah, backfill yeah. for freaking uh, Kendall Graveman. I was honestly a little upset about that trade, guys. That was a trade that the Blue Jays were right for the picking to get a guy that they actually brought through their farm system. Bring him back. <laughs> so he's obviously yeah. figured something out. And honestly, he was one of those guys that I was like, he could be the one that got away a little bit. I didn't know if he was going to translate to being a starter, but. Obviously, he has found something in the Mariners' bullpen and uh, turned himself into a pretty nice trade chip for them. So I think that's the level where they're, if they're going to go right now, that's the kind of creative fun they're going to get into, I think, here in the next day here. But there are plenty of rumors going on. There's a big splash, possibly. Possibly. Yeah. Now, are, are you upset at what you've seen the Mariners do? Because we established this last week, I think. I don't think we're too concerned about the Mariners down the stretch. Like They've been playing well. They're a decent team. But they have not made the playoffs for getting close to. Yeah, it's the Cinderella story to me. You know, they're even in that ballpark where they're crazier than we are, right? <laughs> I, I, I don't. I don't care what the Mariners do, to be honest, because I just don't think they're going to get it done. <laughs> they, they'll miss out. I, I'm not worried about that. I'm thinking they're going to do like what they did with the Robinson Cano years with Nelson Cruz and everything. They're just going to find a way to implode yeah. <laughs> right yes. before everything. 2016, I... they were. And, it, and they yeah. just fell off the table the last three weeks of the season. I'm a little worried 
I'm not going to lie because, you know, you have those hungry young teams that sort of come at. Seattle is a lot like Oakland. They yeah. they just they remind me of Oakland a lot, and they're they're just scrappy. And yeah, they have the tendency to implode. But if they make the right moves, and I know uh, the, the uh, trading away to Houston uh, wasn't the right move, but um, <laughs> you know because they're in, I mean whatever. But well, that move demoralized them. I think a little. That's bit. what I'm they, saying. <laughs> you know, and you know? then I'm sorry to say, but you. You trade a guy that clearly was a part of your clubhouse that the guys were a little pissed off about. Yes. Yeah, you turned around and got a guy that's another closer. Is that really enough to make you know to appease everybody? I don't see that yeah, happening. I don't know. Not, and I don't know Diego Castillo. He could be the coolest guy on the planet. Everybody goes, oh, he is our guy. But on paper right now, that just seemed like a really weird clubhouse move for the Mariners. Yeah. You know, and you have all these surrounding teams. Like, Seattle doesn't scare me as much as the Yankees do now. You know, yeah. the Yankees right now, I have, I've sort, they're being aggressive. They're loading up. I think the Yankees are going to pass Seattle for sure. Um, yeah. The thing is now, I'm not, again, I think we've stated this. I'm not worried about Cleveland. Cleveland's not making any moves. Um, no. And if we can, you know, we're, we're facing them after the Royal Series, I believe. So if, as long as we handle business there, we'll be all right. And they look to be yep. sellers as well. And I don't know if you guys just saw the tweet, but Terry Francona is stepping down for the remainder of the year. Um, what? Oh, yeah. yeah, shit. I see that right too. Yeah. Um, but here, here's a wild card thing. And I, again, I don't know if you saw the tweet about Max Scherzer. Apparently, the deal isn't done for him to go to the Padres. And now the Angels are in. And if he goes to the Angels, that's another team. The Angels are only a half game behind you in the wild card race. If he goes to the Angels, that's a problem. That's a, So now you're dealing with potentially Seattle, right? The Yankees, the Angels, the A's, and the Rays you're dealing with at that point for two wild card spots. I don't know if we can, with just Brad Hand, I don't know, man. I'm sort of, I don't know that the Jays are going to be as aggressive as we want them to. Uh, I'm not worried if Max Scherzer goes to the Angels. They're in the exact How are you same not mold. Because they're in the exact same mold as the Mariners, man. They have fucked up everything since having Mike Trout and making the playoffs in 2012. They've done shit since then. But so they're getting care. Mike Trout back. <laughs> so they still haven't <laughs> made the playoffs any of the last like 10 years outside. Like, yeah, it's almost been 10 years since they made the playoffs. Is it like 20, 2012? I think it was the last yeah. time. Yeah. Nah, doesn't bother me. Garrett Anderson might have still been on the team, just saying. <laughs> Probably. So if, if sure, you're serious that if Scherzer ends up on the end, it's a long shot, right? But if he gets to the Angels, that's not going to worry you in the wild card race. No. He's worth they'll, how many it'll, wins? It'll, it'll, make, it'll make them tougher. It, it'll make it'll keep them in the race longer, but ultimately they're going to fade. Whew. That's bold. <laughs> no. I'm just going off of – they've – actually messed everything possible up with Mike Trout. Why would he even sign an extension there if he actually wants to win a World Series? He never will. They're only five games behind the Astros for first. That's yeah. their better chance of getting to the playoffs. I agree. Through that route. But in that case, that pushes Houston back down to the wild card. That's what I'm saying. And Oakland. <laughs> it's a trickle-down effect of screw you. It's Blue Jays fans, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> So if the Angels do acquire Scherzer and he ends, they end up winning the AL West, which is not impossible. 
That's not out of the realm of possibility. Sorry, sorry. They're five games behind the wild card. They're 11 games behind. So they're not winning the division. Sorry, I yeah. read that wrong. They're really wrong. That's sad. All right. <laughs> they're, they're not winning the division. I take yeah. <laughs> So as long as he goes to the and stays in the National League, uh, we're fine there. But um, let's jump back to all these other moves. Um, you know, Yankees acquiring arms, Oakland acquiring Marte. Craig, what, what do you think? Rizzo going to the Yankees. Is this something that's going to worry you when it comes to the Jays' chances? I mean, do they have to do more than Brad Hand? I guess is what I'm asking. I when when the when the Yankees just got Gallo, it didn't really scare me. Now that they added a veteran that knows how to win in uh, Anthony Rizzo, now that's in my opinion the the move, the move that might have put him over the top a little bit on us, anyways. To mm-hmm. me, I maybe it's just my opinion. I don't see what the draw is to Joey Gallo. I like him as a player. I think he's really cool that he hits monster bombs, but there's just too much swing and miss in his game. To me, he's Carlos Pena. You strike out a lot. Great. <laughs> I just didn't see what yeah. he doesn't. He plays great. He has a monster cannon of an arm in the outfield. It's about the only other thing you really get out of it to me. I don't need another guy like that in my lineup with what thump we already have in this lineup and what we would have had to probably turn around and get to get Gallo in the Blue Jay lineup here. Would have been either a plethora of prospects or trading one of our outfielders, in my opinion, that are either already playing as good as he is or better. And then not to mention the fact that we have like Lourdes and everybody locked up long term. It just seems crazy to me. So to that point, though, with him putting him into the Yankees where they have a clear need in outfield, guys, they had Brett Gardner playing every day basically at this point for a guy that was quasi going to retire this past offseason. Yep you automatically plugged a giant hole in their outfield by getting one of the guys that should have been just a key role player on your team to being having an everyday player in that spot. And then Luke Voigt's been perpetually hurt for the Yankees all season at first base, getting him plugged in here with Rizzo taking that. They just improved their lineup massively by adding basically somebody that can actually protect Aaron Judge and Giancarlo Stanton. Stanton's probably going to all of a sudden be your sixth hitter in that lineup, right? Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> That's yeah. basically the yeah. way I see it. Um, I think they have. there's a lot to say about their pitching still as their Claire issue at the moment because I don't know if you guys saw the box scores today or not. Garrett Cole got lit up like a freaking Christmas tree today by the Tampa Bay Rays. Really? 14 to nothing the Yankees lost to the oh, Tampa yeah. Bay Rays today. Wow. So okay. there is still clearly plenty of things wrong with that team. This does help them, but I don't know if this makes them any better than the Tampa Bay Rays, and I don't know if it makes them better than if they get to the playoffs or they end over the World Series, if it makes them better than somebody like the Dodgers. I don't see it. I really don't. And um, I and their offense is only going to get a little bit better with this because, like you said, they're adding a veteran. That's clearly in the, you know, the latter part of his career. I can't say decline yet because Rizzo has been very good. But then you're hoping to get the best that you're going to get out of Joey Gallo in this. And he could be a guy that shows up and doesn't hit the first three weeks he's in Yankees. So (laughs) you never know what you're going to get when you get these trades. But it's definitely something that adds more threat to that lineup in New York to the point where obviously Blue Jays fans are seeing the, the offensive gap between those two teams close a little bit here. And to that point you got to be a little bit more fearful of the Yankees. And honestly, I'm shocked that the Red, the Red Sox haven't made a similar splash in the, this mold too, because they definitely could use some more consistent offense in their, in their attack. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of scared. The Red Sox end up overbidding for Jose Barrios as an example, just to add to their pitching staff. But yeah, 
Craig, to your point, it definitely strikes a little bit more fear, the Yankees additions, but I, I'm, in, I'm in complete agreement with you. I don't think it makes them better than the Rays at this point. I don't think it makes them better than maybe even the Red Sox at this point and other, other, and other contenders. Like Rizzo has a lot of name clout, as we know. He's been a guy who's been really good in his career, but so far this year he's posted a one F4. He's just not the same guy he used to be with the Cubs back when they were winning World Series in 2016. So Rizzo will help them defensively, which is an area of need. He will help with run prevention. He will help offensively too, but it's Joey Gallo who scares me a little bit. You have to look with Gallo outside of the batting average thing because you're right, Craig, there is a lot of swing and miss, but absolutely every other part of his offensive game is elite. Everything. So Gallo scares me more than Anthony Rizzo uh, does. And Gallo is under control until 2023, I, I believe. So he yep. could be a thorn in the Blue Jays' side for a while. Yeah. Rizzo that would have been the one has, big reason for the Blue Jays, I think, has been that conversation. Exactly. That would have been the one they, reason. So I, I'm upset a little bit that they didn't go after Gallo a little harder because that would have been awesome. But it's clear the Yankees' approach right now is we got to bludgeon things because our pitching just isn't up to, uh, up to snuff right now. And you know what? That's why I wanted the Blue Jays to get Rizzo. Or sorry, not Rizzo, uh, Gallo. Bludgeon teams to death, and then you don't have to worry about the bullpen. <laughs> and even the Yankees yeah. have that problem in their bullpen right now, too. Chapman yeah, doesn't look exactly. like the same guy. Um, they're relying on guys like Zach Britton to look like he looked like in 2015 and so on and so forth. So it's just not going to be – the Yankees are doing the same kind of stuff they used to do in the late 90s, early 2000s, right? Oh, he's got to hurry up and plug the holes with whatever veteran we can find. Is the Brian Cashman blueprint, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know, it's when you look at them just on surface level, like a, a Gallo, if he didn't go to the Yankees and he went elsewhere, I, I would be thinking, oh, the Blue Jays didn't really miss out. It's only, it's similar to Nelson Cruz, but not nearly as frightening. You know, you're just saying, damn, like this is a, a rival team that we're chasing a wild card spot with. Because I don't think the Yankees are doing this to win the division. Um, there's too many hurdles to do that. Um, yeah, you have to – it forces the Blue Jays to sort of be more aggressive or stand pat. And that's sort of what I want to transition to now about the Blue Jays' lack of activity or maybe we're just waiting for the next shoe to drop. But – you know, we talked about the acquisition of Brad Hand, and of course, this is a rental piece that the Jays have shown interest in quite a, a while. Uh, Craig, you mentioned that they were chasing him at the in the off season. Um, so, Craig, let's go to you. Do the does this move make you more confident that they'll hit the wild card, or do you think like? All right, for, let me put it this way: Do you think that they need to do more? Are you frustrated that they're not doing more? Are you frustrated that there are? rumors out there that they're unwilling to move certain guys to really get a deal done or do you think this is not the appropriate time to really do that as we've mentioned is this an all-in kind of scenario for you or do you think no i think this brad hand move is probably the best we're going to get and we'll just see how it rides out yeah so to me on the all-in thing i think 2022 is more of the you know, the fun with this whole thing. They're going to definitely be more active, I think, next trade deadline because they're going to be, a, I, if they're not better than they are this year, they're going to be in a very eerily similar spot, right? But to that point, well, then we're going to know a little bit more about how Austin Martin, all these prospects, Simeon's Woods Richardson's are really going to fit into the major league club. And, you know, maybe they do do something crazy and go get Mad Max in the offseason and he doesn't sign a extension or whatever it might be you don't know what you're going to bring in for that but for right now 
I think they're in that ballpark right now that they have to be getting these pieces that are going to be extended players. So they, if they don't get somebody like the Joey Gallo that we were just talking about that has so many years of control to be able to help the team over the next two, three years, I don't see them pulling the trigger on it where we've been talking about some of these other rumors over the last few weeks. Somebody like Jose Barrios makes more sense. You're getting somebody that's more of a kind of a, you know, a, a young ace and you're getting him for an extended amount of time, and it makes more sense. The Brad Hand move right now, if you're going to be getting somebody like Brad Hand, it's going to be somewhat eerily similar to him throughout whatever position you're trying to fill because you're trying just to, like we were saying earlier, raise the floor up. I think, honestly, if they could dump a few more sneaky moves like Brad Hand into that bullpen, this team does look a lot better. Is it going to be better than to the point where we're going to be all of a sudden taking the Rays out for the division? I don't see that at the moment unless there is some kind of a big splash to our starting pitching. But to that point, how have we been losing all these games, guys? I can probably chalk up 20-25 losses that we lost in the last, like, seven innings, right? Or in the last mm-hmm. three innings, I mean. So, been a lot. It's insane. I, and if we're going to finally get some of these games back, we could have won all those games over the weekend against the Mets. The Mets couldn't score a damn run on us. So... To that point, the starting pitching is doing what they're do- supposed to be doing, and we can't hold a lead. So if they were able to extend this little bit of a window there for the the bullpen to actually do what they need to do with somebody like Brad Hand, hey, that might be enough to pepper in an extra 10 wins that we wouldn't have gotten without that at the end of the season here, which could be enough. But like we were saying, I think there's got to be something else here. I can't say I'm disappointed. I can't say I'm happy with it. I feel like they're doing exactly what they need to be doing to try making this current team something that wins. But unless they get something I think that helps the team throughout the next couple years, they're not going to be making that giant splash. I'm with you wholeheartedly. I think if it's a trade for Barrios, a trade for Marquez, somebody like that, it's somebody who has control that can help them this year and next year and maybe if they're lucky in 2023 as well because – Craig, you hit the nail on the head. Um, this is really the first full season, full 162, that this young core is having together to go for it. Obviously, 2019, guys came up at different times. They weren't good. 2020, we all know what happened there, 60 games. They had a good 60 games, and they got into the playoffs. But this is the first season. This is really when the window's opening. So we knew they were going to be a good team. They've added pieces to be good beyond this year, and they can continue to do that through the trade deadline while helping themselves this year. I think... If Barrios doesn't happen, if something like that doesn't happen, and they do maybe make another Brad Hand type move, I think that to your point, Craig, you're absolutely right. It could help them win a couple of games and keep them in it. What was it? The other day, I think it was a Hazel May or somebody said they're on pace for 86 wins. 86 wins right now does not, in my mind, get them yes. into the wild. They have to get no. closer to 990. Does Brad Hand move the needle enough? No, but if you add another reliever, maybe two, that can really cement the bullpen and help like help that run differential actually mean something, then maybe you get a little closer to 87, 88 wins, and then you're in the conversation through to the end of September. And that is, I think, what they're aiming for now. You know what? We have the offense to go on a win streak. We just need our rotation to keep doing what they're doing, but we also need the bullpen to not crash and burn in the seventh eighth and ninth innings or else we would be able to put together streaks of 10 wins in 12 games or eight in a row or nine in a row and that's all you really need uh to get right back into the race especially in the wild cards so yeah i would love jose barrios i think it makes perfect sense i'd be willing to give up 
Jordan Groshans in that deal. If that helped get it across the line, um, I'd throw in a couple pitchers. I would do what it takes because I know that's that's going to help them as soon as this year. But it's also going to help them next year if they don't re-sign Robbie Ray. And it'll help them in 2023 before he becomes a free agent too. So, um, like I said, I think it was either right as soon as we started recording or right before. Heyman said half an hour ago that they are a serious player in the Barrio sweepstakes. And compared to years past, that has me a little bit more optimistic than where it would be if a similar trade rumor came up in the past years. If they're serious players, I'm buying it. I think yeah. they're actually going to make a legitimate effort to get them. I think to that point that you don't see guys like Brios all of a sudden on the trade market very often. And they exactly. know that. So they're going to try to do whatever they can to, you know, make that happen, I think, is the where it is. So if they are able to – well, let me ask this way. Brennan, I think this is where it sort of you were alluding to, and Craig obviously yeah. chime in. Um, if this is the only move they make, is it a failure? Is it a failed year? Because what's the point of acquiring a rent, acquiring a rental if you know the the odds are stacked against you right now? And of course, you can't predict future moves. You can't uh, land Brad Hand and then predict an Anthony Rizzo at the same time. You can't predict those things. But now knowing what we know as of now, if this is the only move they make. Did the Jays fail at the trade deadline and I guess all season and in the offseason in terms of move making? That's a good question. That's tough, too, because, again, I brought this up twice. Um, if hand is the only move they make, um, I will probably be disappointed. Uh, I, I don't think this team needs necessarily a big jolt like the 2014 team would have needed to get into the playoffs. Like you could tell when they didn't make a move to get David Price in 2014, Bautista was pretty pissed off. Um, yeah. Edwin was pretty pissed off because you know what? They may have had the team to get into the wild card that year. Um, I think they could have, if they added David Price or somebody, because that would have given them the lift to be like, okay, I, 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 I believes in us. He's ready. We're, we're going all in. We're starting that. Um, I don't know if this team necessarily needs that type of all all in move to be hungry enough or not get demoralized of not having any moves to the point where they could catch fire and things could go right for a couple of weeks and they can get right back in the conversation. Um, but yeah, I would be disappointed for sure. I, I definitely expect at least another move, maybe two at most. How big they are, who knows? But if it is just Brad Hand, yeah, I think I'd be a little disappointed that they did make more of an effort. To that point of what you were just mentioning, Brendan, though, there might be a couple of ways to make that splash and confidence for the dugout in the clubhouse yeah. right now without actually having to acquire anybody. And that could be as simple as maybe giving that extension or whatever to Marcus Semyon and or Robbie Ray. So Never know. enough to make them go, oh, hey, you know what? They believe in the way that we're playing right now. They were able to keep the guys that we were not expecting to have maybe around next season. I doubt they're all planning ahead like that, well, at least the Vladdies and Bows and whatnot. These are playing in the now. <laughs> but I think that could also be that same, uh, spelling the same thing that, that we were just talking about without having to actually acquire somebody. But to that point, I can't say I'd be disappointed right now if they didn't, in, you know, didn't add up to somebody huge. But um, I'm in the school of thought it needs to be the right person right now and i don't know if they're not getting the guy they want i think there's probably a re legitimate reason that they just don't feel like they have to currently run out there and buy somebody kind of like the yankees are right now where every yankee fan's freaking out to the point where that they had to make a move i feel like is so. is Bur is burrios the right move for you guys does that move the needle enough to get you excited that they could go on a run 
I think it is. To me, it is. I don't know because it, it, I think he's one of those guys that just plays with that heart that you would want on the team, and he's going to come in and. I think he's going to look a lot better than he has this year in Minnesota because that team has just been unfortunately a slog. They haven't been able to get anything going. <laughs> I, I think it's enough for 2022. I, I don't yeah. know that it's going to push them into playoff contention this year. I'd be more excited for the stability, right? Yes. Because we're assuming that Robbie Ray, at that point I would assume Robbie Ray is gone unless they make a legitimate effort to try to re-sign him. Um, and if they do, I'm already satisfied with the with the rotation heading into 2022, right? 100%. So if if in, if Marios was the the only other move, and I don't mean that in terms of I'm minimizing it, just in terms of quantity mm-hmm. that they move, uh, that they make rather, and they say, okay, we didn't make any other moves, so instead we're gonna offer Robbie Ray an extension right now. Like just yeah. put it on the table and say, I don't know. Here's three years at. What do you think he's going to command? Fifteen to twenty a year, probably. I'd say Something with like his age, it's probably somewhere in that fifteen ballpark. Sixteen. That'd be my guess. So let's just so let's just say sixteen. Let's go on the high side. So you go four years. What forty? Sorry, three years. Forty-eight. So like three years, fifty. Would you pay that? I think I would. I think I'd be entertaining that idea because here's the other fun part. Right now. You've gotten the best out of Robbie Ray that he's had in his career this year. That's what I'm yeah. saying. <laughs> it's true. True. And, and you plus can it's just money. People. Yeah, you know, exactly. It's just money. You're already they dumping money on Ryu, who's already the same age. So in my opinion, you can't make the age comparison. And if he's doing that well, you find that other piece. I still think that they have enough money in the bank here that they shouldn't have to worry about giving Ray that kind of money. He's been a he was yeah, a guy yeah. they went after. They knew they they had the confidence that they would be able to figure out whatever the hell it was to get him back to what he was a runner up third place or whatever it was for the Diamondbacks a few years back with the Cy Young, and be able to get him back doing that kind of thing. And they they've done that in spades. They've even ex- exceeded that. Robbie yeah, Ray's one of the best there. pitchers in the American League East. He's been the yes. race this year for sure. Absolutely, that's what I'm saying. You know, so if you if you're able to extend him. Instead of making other trade acquisitions, I'm excited for the future. And I'm sort of, I'm not giving up on the 2021 season. I'm still saying, hey, if we can make a run, let's make it. But I'm more satisfied at that point, you know? You're Um, in the, uh, I'm going to be pleasantly surprised if that happens ballpark. Yes, yes. But (laughs) I guess my fear is when it comes to making trades, and, you know, and this is after having our back and forths in in the group chat when we talk about trades and stuff. You know, we talk a lot about this Blue Jay system, and we talk a lot about how it, it's sort of filled. Are you worried that it's a little bit top-heavy? And after the the, the the top quality prospects, like we could even include Pearson, even though I don't necessarily do it. I've sort of given up, as everybody knows. But Pearson, Martin, Groshans, Moreno, uh, SWR. After that, it's kind of a big drop-off. Are yeah. you worried that like if we move those guys minus Amarin, hopefully for the right deal, our farm system is sort of void for future trades? Yeah, hmm. I can I can definitely see that because um, it just uh, we tend to overvalue our own prospects. Like I know we've heard a lot about guys like Kevin Smith. We've heard a lot about guys like Zach Logue, Joey Murray. I'm not necessarily sure those names get other teams excited to be like oh crap i gotta get joey right. murray in this trip 
as an example. I think Joey Murray is a fine prospect, but he's not somebody who's going to move the needle in a trade. And I'm not sure at this point in the game they're ready to include those guys who would move the needle in a trade to get it over the hump. So if they don't get Barrios, that's probably why. Um, so yeah, no, I can I. I think I agree with you on that one, Adam. I, I do. I think we overestimate some of the guys down there. I do think there's quality. I just think what you're getting at maybe a little bit is the next wave of guys who would either be untouchable or move the needle are a little too far off the, from the major leagues to make a team. Oh, we need to have these guys. Like a Klofenstein or a yeah. Relvis Martin or somebody like that who's a little further off, maybe closer to four, maybe three or four years away. There's not those kind of guys who are like, two years away there's always there's the guys who are one to two years away and then there's really a little bit of a gap between when they're they're like way down the road yeah you can make an argument that the blue jays top 10 guys that are in their minor league system probably about half of them are in the ballpark where they could make it a threat for a, a major league job right yeah, pearson probably. martin groshan simeon Richardson has been looking amazing Gabriel Moreno is following the Alejandro Kirk line. I'm just saying, <laughs> you know, he's yeah. going to be up in the majors, I think, before we even realize it. And then Miguel Geraldo has been destroying the uh, Florida State League. <laughs> so, yeah, there's there's a lot going on there. But to that point, I can't say where our Meyer League systems overhyped kind of or anything like that, because every talent evaluator for minor league systems has always consistently said the blue jays are in top five right now and there is enough guys that I, they've been doing they've been drafting well there's really no other way of saying it and the point that we threw cj van eyck all of a sudden right into the mix and he's already our number nine guy in our you know top three <laughs> that's saying something i think so to that point, I think the Blue Jays have a little bit more going on there, too. But I do think you are going to see a little bit of a drop-off because of those guys we acquired in trades for the leftovers of the 2015 guys. So we have some guys that we drafted really good. And then you have guys that we threw in like Simeon's Woods Richardson, right? Mm. So those guys, we haven't done that in a trade because we're trying to build up, right? You're building up to the point where you're hoping to make that major league team good. You're not turning around throwing extra guys in the minor league system right now. So to that yeah. point, I see the equation here that you would, if we make a couple trades right now from our minor league system, trade a couple prospects, you're all of a sudden going to go from a top five prospects list to in the all majors to probably mid-tier. somewhere in that 10 mid-tier, 15 yeah, ballpark mid-tier. rather really, really yeah. quickly. And that's I not a I bad agree. place to be. It's not like we're in the ballpark no. right now where the Cardinals are completely depleted and you know yeah. struggling with their system or anything like that but to that point the cardinals also have a good major league team so they don't need to worry about the minor leagues as much and honestly guys i don't know what the hell the yankees are going to do with their minor league system with these trades going on they have that dominguez kid now and that's really it (laughs) so it doesn't seem like they're concerned i don't think they are either it's the brian cashman principle i said just throw (laughs) prospects and make the major league team good they'll find new prospects yeah 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 to kind of put a bow on the trade talks, I'm not sure how much longer you're going to go with it, Adam, and not to hijack the uh, topic potentially, but um, I saved a comp just talking about trades and now sure, it yeah. ties in with prospects and stuff like that. Um, to, put, to put a finishing touch on Jose Barrios, because I think that's the hot name on Blue Jays Twitter right now, because the tweet and the fact that they're in on him apparently. Um, he made this comparison earlier today, and I'm curious if you guys agree with it. Barrios is good. I'm not taking anything away from him. I don't think he's like a legit ace, but I think he's kind of like a 1A, maybe a 2. Um, he His numbers are very similar to what Marcus Stroman is. Stroman, back when they traded him in 2018, 
uh, and even current day Marcus Stroman. So you're basically reacquiring a very similar guy to Marcus Stroman. So if you're talking to the twins, are you willing to at least trade talks? It doesn't have to be these two guys, but are you comfortable trading Anthony Kay and Simeon Woods Richardson or an equivalent of that package to the twins to get Barrios, knowing that you that's what you gave up to get Stroman? So at yeah. that time, yeah, at that time, <laughs> Kay was what? The number 10 or 11 guy in their system? And Woods Richardson, I think, was like seven or six. So yeah, I'm happy giving up that level of prospect in that trade to get somebody oh. like Brios over the next two years. Because here's That's the fun game. thing: you, you, I think you hit the nail on the head that he isn't a full ace, ace that as far as what he's not Greg Maddox or something like that, or even to Blue yeah. Jays fans, Roy Holiday. He's yeah. um, basically you're acquiring another guy like Ryu. He's not yeah. in most major league teams. He's not an ace, you know, a standout runaway with the thing, right? But you have consistent guy like that that can go out and pitch every fifth day and be good. That's worth its weight in gold, right there. I don't care what anybody says. And if you're pairing that with Ray and Ryu, lights out, man. Yeah, I I I do it too. That's why I asked. Yeah, I would I wouldn't have a problem doing that at all. I would assume that you know one of. Uh, a Martin or an SWR would have to be included in especially if it's a bidding war. You have to give yeah. up something of value. You have to give up something of top tier value. And not that I, I mean, Anthony K is serviceable, right? And this is that we have Bobby on the show, you know, not no disrespect to Anthony. He's held it down for the Blue Jays when needed at the back end of the rotation, you know, on spot starts too, nonetheless. Yeah. Um, but he's not a guy that you're going to rely on to to get you into a, a playoff run he's at uh, no disrespect I, I'm, I'm hoping bobby no disrespect he's kind of a, a quadruple a player right he's not going to lead the rotation and he's very serviceable for when you need a spot start but i don't even know if he's going to be a guy that you're going to continuously have on the back end of a rotation i think he's yeah. a guy that yeah. will flip-flop here and there and through the minors and to the into the majors when needed um, that's not a bad thing. Those players certainly have their roles in on a major league team. He is a big league player, but I just don't know if he's going to be someone that you're going to rely on consistently. Um, so yeah, if it takes that, I, I just think it's going to take more because of the amount of teams that are in on, yes. I, I think it's going to yes. be more we than that. Exactly if that's all lining up on Stroman when we were trying to get rid of him, just saying, right. right. <laughs> right. Well, there was <laughs> attitude problems too. Yeah. Um, yeah. but, but yeah, you know, that's the thing. I guess what what I'm worried about is, or I guess to, to wrap a bow on this discussion, you know, is this the right move? Like, we just sort of analyzed that this is a top-heavy farm system in terms of trade chips that the Blue Jays can utilize. And again, I've gone on record that I don't want to move Austin Martin under any circumstances unless it's Scherzer in an extension. That's the only way yeah, I do We need a third baseman. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, having said that, if they do, is this the time to really go all in? Because you need that ammo for future moves. And if you're willing to move these players, I don't know that what is available, especially if you're out on the Scherzer race. And I think we all agree that we are. If yeah. you're out on that race, I'm not sure that you have to make these moves now. I don't, for as good as a, a Barrios is. I don't know that one a year and a half of him is worth giving up those chips, not because I want to see these chips in the majors, but because I think you can utilize them to get something better in the offseason. So to that point, if you, you're using those for trades, we've already looked at the free agent market a few times 
do you are you confident that we can actually get a better idea than that in the offseason? Because I have a strange feeling it's going to look eerily similar. to, And we're going to be having the same conversation if Brios isn't moved by the Twins here at the trade deadline this offseason, literally with the same guy. Yeah. It will be cheaper, right? That would be the yeah, catch. Be- <laughs> yes. It has to be cheaper. Um, let's look at the 2021 free agents in terms of, of starting pitching, right? So let me scroll down here. There's a lot of designated hitters. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of uh, weird bats on that list. Uh, so, oh, this is this year. In the, t- in the um, current, it was basically going to be Max Scherzer, right? And then there, yeah, after yeah. that, it yeah. was really, there was a pretty big decline. You're not gonna. I really don't think you're gonna be acquiring that that ace level or the, even this quasi ace guy that we were talking about, legitimately through free agency. So you're still gonna uh-huh. have to trade for a guy. To your point, Adam, on why you might want to hold on to the chip. So, right, yeah. and yeah. you know the 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 best available free agent otherwise, outside of Scherzer. is Robbie Ray. Yeah, and that's oh, where sh- I was thinking you were gonna be throwing yeah. your money at our own guy. You have to at that, especially like because I'm not yeah. seeing anybody that's gonna really move the needle at this Who point, right? There? So let me look at so 2022 uh, starting pitchers. Here we go. Uh, yeah, he looks real excited. Granky Bauer okay. has a player option, but I don't think he's gonna play at all. No. I think he's out. Yeah, in fact, he's uh, Verlander. Verlander, uh, Kershaw, Scherzer, if he doesn't get the extension. And then there's a huge drop-off. Yeah. You have uh, so Cueto has point, a club option. Stroman, he's not coming back. Guzman, Morin, it's a drop-off. So to I, that point, then, that you're, not, you're not filling that void this offseason. If anything, right. you're hoping to hang on to the one guy on that list that is already a Blue Jay. So. Right. Yeah. To that point, what I'm trying, what I was trying to steer this to the direction of is, do you think the trade market is really going to bear any different fruit of starting pitching than what we're seeing currently? And maybe Barrios is the best of that whole equation. Yeah, I th- yeah, maybe it depends. Like you might have teams that are like super deflated, right? You might have teams that uh, that are just that are in it right now, like in Oakland or. Uh, I, I don't want to say Houston, but like a Seattle, even like you might have those teams that are like, you know what? We don't have the chips. Let's sell. Let's regroup. Owen's constantly yeah. regr- regrouping. Yeah, right? To that and point, if, are you all getting excited about getting somebody like uh, from the Merida, Shun, um, what's his name? Yamaguchi or Yaguchi or, in the, or uh, yeah, or grabbing Chris Bassett from the freaking Oakland A's or no. <laughs> any of that kind of stuff. No, but so. it'll be cheaper. Don't get you me wrong. I'm, I'm not like, saying they're bad pitchers or anything, but when you're looking, if let's say you lose that Robbie Ray, you're trying to backfill that crazy amount of work in the rotation. That those guys are not doing that for you. No. Yeah. Like somebody I think like what, Brios would maybe. What you're so trying would to you get push at, all in for him? Yeah, me, he's a he's a buy now guy because right now you're going to get him in Toronto, and then maybe he's one of those guys after that extra year you get him on an extension. Yeah, because he's under control until 2023, so you'll have him for right. uh, two and a half years. I think that's worth paying the premium just to get him in the building and protect yourself if they don't re-sign Robbie Ray. And he's going to be good. Wait a minute. He's a, <laughs> he's a UFA in 2023? Yeah, yeah. I'm so looking at his right now. Yeah, 2023 is a free agent. He's ARB eligible again next year, 2022. So, so yeah. it's a year. So you, a year you have him for a year and a half. Yeah. 
or is the rest of this year in all of 2022? He's our eligible in 2022. Right. So you have him for the half of this year in all of 2022. And that's it. He's a free agent. Yeah. So he's he's a year and a half. How the league calendar works? I thought he'd become a free agent in 2023 after the 2023 free agents. Nope. Uh, After the 2023 season. No, oh. it, it's it's the start of the calendar year for that, right? So free agency starts at the uh, in 2023. He becomes a free agent when the season ends in 2022. So heading into 2023, he's a free agent. Okay, okay, okay. Either way, to that point, if you're not going to add anybody key like we were just talking about over this off season or even elywhere in this trade deadline right now, he very I well just could be one of the better that- options. If you're paying premium in terms of prospect capital for someone that we just admitted isn't an ace and we're just doing it to fill rotation voids, I don't I'd if we're going to trade guys like SWR mm-hmm. and uh, and or Groshans or whatever or Moreno, maybe it's me overvaluing the prospects, but I need an ace. Correct. I need yeah. ace caliber players. Flip side of the coin. Sure. Devil's advocate. You're keeping him away from the Yankees and or the Red Sox in that equation, too. Because right now, those are the three teams that are oh, on yeah. and, and the Rays, man. And the Rays. Oh, God. Yeah, okay, give them. SWR, <laughs> go. Deuces. <laughs> Good. Because that would be one of those things. I, I think that, would, that move would haunt us just as bad next season. Seeing Barrios be in our own division and seeing him, you know, in a few series oh. a year from whatever team he lands on. 10, yeah. 12 strikeout games every time. <laughs> and then to that point, though, we know that we saw that Duffy went to the Dodgers, so they're probably out on the whole idea of going after Barrios because they got that spot to backfill for, you know, Trevor Bauer and whatnot. Um, hey, Duffy. Yeah. Um, the Giants were in it for a whole two seconds at looking for a pitcher, but now they're out again. <laughs> at least it sounds like yeah. it. Who else is in the equation? Unless he's going to one of those teams that, you know, you don't want, you know, had to see him. <laughs> Scares me. Yeah. I, somebody just, it, I guess. Good. In uh, Dan Zimborski, I believe he writes for Fangraphs. Mm-hmm. He posted a, a tweet saying, meanwhile, in the Colorado Rockies war room, colon, and then it's a gif of, um, oh, what's to say, Stanley from the office sleeping at his desk. Mm. <laughs> Basically. In the office yeah. in Major League Baseball, that should be all hot and bothered to hurry up and sell, right? Right. <laughs> Get a crap ton for Marquez. Like, let's go. I can make the argument for yeah. keeping Marquez, but the fact that they still have this late in there, it doesn't sound like stories a hot button for him. The fact that Charlie Blackman is actually, uh, you know, all of a sudden shown up to finally play baseball over the last month. That those are guys they should be thinking about moving. It just seems crazy to me. Yeah. yeah. Tell me the Giants wouldn't want an extra outfielder and Charlie Blackman to be able to run into the playoffs with right now. Oh, I feel you. <laughs> I feel you. All right. Uh, so I think we beat in trade talk to death we'll uh, see what happens hopefully there, there's more coming hopefully it works in the blue jays favor um but let's let's wrap it up with a happier note right the jays are returning to toronto tomorrow uh also added bonus <laughs> little side dessert the radio broadcast is coming back so ben wagner gets his job back as a radio host thank god time as him too they haven't said uh, yes. co-host nonsense or any of the weird stuff 
I'm glad Beautiful. the uh, former Buffalo Bison's really getting his full legit shot at a major league show on the Blue Jay radio Love now. <laughs> well deserved. Uh, so, Brendan, you're our resident Canadian here, uh, even though you said you were two hours north of Toronto right now. <laughs> it's vacation uh, how do you think, Yeah, yeah, your you're, you're second house. How do you think yes. this is going to energize the city as well as the team? You're familiar with the city, so you know the, the buzz that the Blue Jays can create. Is simply a return to Toronto uh, good enough to make this team perform better? Or do you think that's just sort of noise and intangibles don't matter? Where do you stand on this? Both. I think it could give them a little bit of a jolt. Uh, but to that point, in, in a time where they need a jolt, it's this next homestand. You have to take care of business against the Royals for three games. Like you, To really start getting back in the race a little bit, you have to maybe sweep the Royals now that they traded Danny Duffy. You have to take two out of three at minimum against Cleveland. And then you have Boston coming to town for four games now that there's that, that rain out that they're playing a doubleheader on Saturday. So yeah. if the Blue Jays have any opportunity to truly get back in the race, it starts tomorrow with the return to Toronto. Get the players excited. Win a couple games build some excitement in the city and then the fans will follow you and get into it. I think everybody's kind of looking for something after the Leafs failed yet again in the playoffs to get excited about sports wise. And who knows what, what the Raptors do with the fourth overall pick tonight that could get people excited, but um, Hmm. people will back you in the city and people are looking for things to do. And I think 15,000 tomorrow night, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, the entire homestand is going to sound like close to a sellout. People are going to make a lot of noise. And, yeah, I think they could go on a little bit of a run, hopefully, uh, with these next few games. And it's going to be crazy. It's going to be really weird. What is it? Six. It's going to be 670 days. Uh, 670-day long road trip that they're coming home 161 for. 161 so, games. They play yeah, a whole season's worth of stuff away from the Rogers Center. Oh, it's crazy. It's crazy. So, yeah, they're ready. Uh, and I think the uh, Hold on. Let me uh, let me interject here because we got some trade Uh-oh. news to break. Uh, Mets and Cubs are talking to Chris Bryant and or Zach Davies. Uh, oh, so man. yeah, so yeah. that that could help them. And the oh, Dodgers have made a- significant yeah push for Matter and Trey Turner. And Trey Turner. Wow. They're getting yeah. Corey oh. Seager back like within the week here. What the fuck are they going to do with Trey Turner? <laughs> I don't know, but. Max Scherzer is definitely I can see them being aggressive simply because of the Trevor Bauer uh, failure. And uh, oh. by the way, we should say, thankfully, the Blue Jays didn't go for Trevor Bauer. I know, yeah, right. How, it's amazing how that yeah. content of character clause uh, played up well on the yeah. show, wasn't it? <laughs> yes. So sorry, I interrupted. I, Craig, I think oh, you were I, going to respond. That's yeah. To that point, let the Dodgers have them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, if they want to throw a brick of money at him and. All that kind of stuff. He's going to legit sign there. We all knew Lawn. I mean, it might have been the Blue yes. Jays. The Blue Jays were going to be able to put up the prospects, no problem. They're the to be happy, but turning around and getting Scherzer to come and stay for a few years was the kicker. And I didn't see that happening to the point where he was going to want to stay a Toronto Blue Jay. But is what it is. So to that point, Toronto I think is going to be a giant catalyst for the Blue Jays to be able to like you like we said they played 161 road games in all reality is what it's come down to as good of a home that Buffalo was. It was good to them unless the Yankees were in town because that wasn't a home game. This is going to be a, the homecoming for the years. And um, 
Unfortunately, I saw today who's throwing out the first pitch. I can't scoff at who is throwing out the first pitch because it's home plate lady and a few other people. Yeah. But or, to yeah. that point, yeah. I'm kind of upset that they, nobody listened to my rock, Dwayne the Rock Johnson. No. Yeah. <laughs> so to that point, I just think there's going to be a buzz to that. And I honestly, I think they've been playing with a little extra swagger as I've been watching the game tonight while we've been uh, recording. They're up 4 to nothing against the Boston Red Sox right now in the third inning. To that point, I, like enough. I said, it looks like I know it's not enough. That's yeah, that's the kicker. So, but the fact that they jumped on for three runs in the first inning was kind of fun to watch. And like I said, there is yeah. definitely that some a little bit more fun going on in that locker room. And I think now knowing tomorrow is the day that they get to finally go back. And there's what? How many players that have not had a chance to play in Toronto yet are on this current roster? It's half the roster, I think. Just Bo and so Bo, Vlad, Lourdes, Kevin. Randall, Kevin yeah, hasn't played there, has he? Kevin's played there. Yeah, Kevin. Yeah, he so was on Kevin, the team for <laughs> That's right. Kevin, Bo, Vladdy, Teoscar, and Randall. Yeah. And yeah. funny Jansen. enough, Reese McGuire. Yes. And <laughs> yeah. uh, a few as a bullpen. Ryu hasn't Isn't pitched the, there yet, so it's basically our whole starting rotation. Yeah, it's the entire rotation. They never pitched a game there. So it's going to be fun. I think I think it's going to be the breath of fresh air that they've been looking for. Does that spell out playoffs for them? I don't know that. But I do think it's going to be more fun for them. So maybe the to the point you were talking about, does Brad Hand give you enough wins to really push you over the thing? Okay, well, maybe he gives you a couple wins, and then the Toronto thing gives you a couple oh. wins, and then next thing you know, I what we were talking think. about. Yeah, exactly. And what we were talking about during the, the text you guys saw me make the joke that maybe it all of a sudden, all the pieces just magically land in a place and this ends up being like how the bills ended the playoff drought and we watch andy dalton just push us in from a complete opposite team <laughs> no control of it over ourselves or it ends up like the rays with a wild card wednesday thing when they push the yankees out of the playoffs the one year so i don't know if yeah baseball is a fickle beast and i'll give you the fact that if we finally get to play home games that that is going to mean something and i really think it will help how much not to gloat. Yeah. I will be there Monday. So yeah. <laughs> uh, very much looking forward to that. And it, it depending on who they start out of Mats and Ray, I'm praying it's Robbie Ray on Monday. He's lined up for it. It's a matter of who they decide to go with because they both pitched yesterday. Yeah. You just want to see how tight those pants are in person. I get it. Absolutely. <laughs> I want to hear how his grunts are when he's throwing yeah. on the too. Yeah. yeah. The full-on Serena Williams delivery. <laughs> yeah. Stripling is pitching tomorrow, right? He's he's the Stripling first pitcher tomorrow. Yeah. Um, Noah Saturday, and it's likely Thomas Hatch uh, Sunday. I think is the the plan, and then whoever they decide to start on Monday from yesterday's doubleheader. Yeah, yeah. The, um, I think it's first of all, it's great to see them come back home, obviously. And I I just don't know. We we've gone this whole time without talking about COVID, which is great. But I don't know how the COVID protocols are being issued in Toronto when it comes to the players and what the opponents have to do. Um, so it might work in Toronto's benefit. It might not in terms of, uh, the Jays, but I just think that, you know, having a home and being settled in a major league ballpark, especially as a, you know, your, your big money, major league players, this is what they want. It's yep. good. And it's been far. It's been two years since they've been there, man. It's gotta happen. Yeah. Um, and I'm glad that it is, um, in terms of momentum. Sure. I, I mean, I'm not huge on, intangibles but if if it can help them and make them feel better then by proxy maybe that helps them perform better i don't know i'm just grasping at straws here 
But I, I am happy that the city's going to be energized, and we've all seen the kind of noise that they're able to bring. And uh, I think it's what is it, fifteen thousand are allowed for the yep. weekend series? Yeah, yep. it's going to sound like They're a sellout. I promise you. Selling, selling tickets in just the first two bowls, so everybody will be within the first two decks. Yeah, it's going to. And look, we spent the majority of this time talking about trades. I don't believe in this nonsense that they have to make a trade, a slash trade, in order to to bring something home to Toronto. Just the fact that they're coming to Toronto in general is going to be enough. You don't need to bring a trade. Not that I wouldn't welcome it, but it's not necessary. So, <laughs> I, I, I urge people not to operate on the philosophy that they have to make a trade because they're coming back home. That's nonsense. This this front office is far too prudent to make a move, yeah. ju- a knee-jerk move, just because they're coming home. That's not how they operate. Um, they're very but, Yeah, hopefully, uh, hopefully this makes them energized. Hopefully it makes them happy. I, I, I can't imagine that it wouldn't. And uh, hopefully this spells good things for the Jays. But as of right now, so we're about 20 past eight. You said they're up four nothing against the Sox. Yes, sir. Yeah. So let's let's hope that's enough. Let's just hope that's enough. Knock but uh, <laughs> yes, knock on that desk. Um. All right. So let's uh, let's finish this off. We got picks to click and we're going to predict the first three games in Toronto against Kansas City and then the four in Cleveland in Toronto. So picks to click. What do we got, Craig? So last week. Brendan Addy, Oscar, Adam, bold move with Alejandro Kirk. And then I had Horace Gurriel Jr. Wow. So, unfortunately, I don't think any of them deserve it. Is it it a draw? Uh, um, Honestly, just because um, I actually know he gave me plenty of fantasy points over the last week, that I think Oscar is probably the winner of those three. He had a few runs and continues to drive in runs. I think I told you, too, that uh, he just seems like the Joe Carter this lineup needed just to drive in runs. And he's been living up to that regardless. And and an all-star, finally. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. to that point, yeah. I, I think he's the clear winner over uh, Kirk and uh, Lourdes. Well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. That's two in a row for you, man. Yeah, breaking the trend here. <laughs> I really this is after he takes a week off. He's like, ah, I'm coming back. Yeah, he comes yeah, back strong and can, can destroys yeah. us to the point where he's I, I, now. I you guys break from to uh, reset my brain and actually make some good picks to click. I've been really slacking, guys. I got I came hot out the gate with uh, four wins in the first six weeks, and then I've been on the schneid. I, I, so oh. I have I have six total. Um, Brendan is now in second place with five wins, and Adam, you are right behind him with one, with four. So it's a right neck and neck and neck going on here, boys. <laughs> all right and so now apparently means... i have apparently my cheat sheets all fold up so i have to flip over and start writing on the back <laughs> oh man that's what 162 games will do as opposed to 60 yeah exactly last year i fit on so, one nice uh... sheet of paper and it was only about that tall <laughs> so we so. got uh we got brendan who won so you get to pick first craig then you can go and i'll go yep. last we'll go in order of uh of standings go ahead there you go okay uh, hmm, that's good. I haven't really thought about it. Um, George Springer, I will take him because he is going to make his uh, debut in Toronto tomorrow. Uh, uh, and the fans will no doubt be excited to see him. And he will get very loud ovations when he comes to the plate as the big free agent sign. So sign me up for George Springer. Got him. He's got it. There you go. He has to. 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, He's got to. No, I hear you. So to, I guess it's to me. Yeah. <sighs> so if you want to win, you know what to do. I, I don't. Want, <laughs> that was my recipe for success. One of the you first few to. weeks. No. <laughs> it's, it's, the, it's literally the cheat code for picks to click. I'm not even kidding. Up, down, left, right, up, up, A, A, B. Yeah. <laughs> yep. yep. So. Uh, I'm gonna say Ryu. I think I, like I don't. That. I don't want to say normally on pitching, but uh, I know he's pitching tonight. He's looking good against the Red, the Red Sox. I just think he's gonna have his uh, standout debut, which would probably be the third or fourth game, right? Yes. Uh, and stuff like that. Yeah. Midweek so, next week. Yeah. So yeah. So Wednesday. I was thinking yeah, Wednesday. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Yeah, Wednesday. So I think he's gonna find a way to show to what Brendan was saying with the free agent signing. He's finally getting the chance to play in his home ballpark after That's being right. a blue one of the <laughs> funny enough one of the longer tenured Blue Jays at this point, right? <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. So I think that's where I'm going with it. And I gotta ask this question to you guys before I let Adam do his pick. Don't they wear the Canada sure. Day uniforms or something special tomorrow? I feel like they have to do something like that. You know, they didn't get a chance to do that at home at all this year. How do you go out and do a little extra to make that that make it that extra opening day kind of like thing like it is tomorrow? You know, that's what I was trying to think of. I don't mind that at all, actually. I'm not sure. Maybe the powder blues return, right? (laughs) Yeah. If it's not that, it would probably be the powder blues because they've never played at Rogers Center with the with the new blues. I got but a local no, blackout. What are they mop? What are they rocking tonight? Powder blue. Then I don't the think way, they rock oh, yeah. tomorrow. Probably, yeah. they'll probably rock yeah. white. They walk, They rock yeah. those powder blues every time Ryu's on the mound. Period. Yeah, there was I think yeah. one time this season where he decided to not wear them, or twice, something like that. Twice. Where yeah. like were those no, rough I, he, This is superstitious. Yeah, thing. He was on this little bit of a rut. He wanted to switch it up. <laughs> All right. All right. Well. Your pick. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go Nico. I'm gonna go Vladdy because I don't want to be in last place. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> oh, you didn't want to just go, you know, balls to the wall and say Jose Brios and. No. no. <laughs> if uh, if I... you pick a trade Ruber candidate and they got traded, I think that's good enough for a win. So if you want to oh, go ballsy, maybe. maybe for them only trading for Brios, doesn't matter how he pitches in his debut. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I or I'm I could, also gonna... I could pick Brad Hand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah but... <laughs> I am going to point out the fact that we also on the, the no touch list for the Blue Jays right there with all three of our picks too. So <laughs> with Springer, Vlad, and go. Ryu, nobody, nobody in that equation is getting traded. No, yeah. so. no. They will be Blue Jays, right. I guarantee. Tomorrow after four p.m. I have a strange feeling. Um, <laughs> so we got three against Kansas City, four against Cleveland. I'll start this. I think they sweep Kansas City. I think they take three of four against Cleveland. I tend to agree with you on that one, Adam, especially the sweet part, because now that they have lost Duffy, who's pitching over this series for the Golden Yeah, yeah. I think he's lined up to go. As long as it's not uh, Brady Singer, um, I'd be happy. To that um, point, though, he could very well be traded before the end of the day tomorrow, too. <laughs> yeah. The Royals are off into the bucket this year that they were hoping to catch fu- or catch lightning in a bottle, right? But they did not would be the catch. You know, they, well, thought, so they went they're... and got Bentendi. They went and got Carlos Santana. They thought they had some good pitching they were able to run with. It didn't amount. They are pitching Daniel Lynch, who has a 788 ERA, um, Mike Miner, 532 ERA, and Brad Keller, 555 ERA. Yeah, so to that point, they're missing Singer. 
Yeah, thank goodness. Regardless. And yeah, the one guy you mentioned there automatically has a seven-something ERA. But to that point, the Blue Jays can't hit anybody they face for the first time. So I'll give you a 50-50. Meh. <laughs> True. So, yeah, I'm with you, Brent, uh, Adam. I think I am too, actually. I'm uh, going to go unanimous there. Sweep the Royals and then take three out of four against Cleveland. Get hot going into the Boston series. Yeah, and they have to, I think. They have to. This is one of their last I know that they have still two weekend series coming up with the with the Tigers. But even they're playing some pretty good baseball lately, so that's not as much of a gimme as it would have been earlier in the year. Yeah. This is the last week to have the control of their own destiny. Other than yes, that... Like- it's getting to that point where they're relying on the six degrees of Kevin Bacon kind of level of uh, baseball god fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, hopefully uh, we get some some good news when it comes to trade uh, conversations heading into tomorrow. Um, if not, again, we've discussed this. If bad hands the only thing, they're obviously looking for the long game, even though it's a rental acquisition. I don't think it's a, a due to a lack of trying. I really don't. I do believe these uh, reports that they're in on a lot of people. So we'll see what happens and watch as soon as this uh, recording ends. There's going to be something to drop. Okay. But That's uh, how always is every uh, year on the trade deadline on this. Yeah. Show. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Maybe we can do a, an emergency pod. But yeah. um, that being said, uh, hopefully you guys enjoyed the show. And if you do, and if you're listening to the first time for the first time, uh, we encourage you to subscribe. We're on all your favorite podcatchers. We're also on. All your live stream devices were on sorry platforms. We're on Twitch, we're on Facebook, we're on YouTube, we're on Twitter. If you missed the live stream, don't worry. There will be a video there for you to watch so you can see our beautiful faces and uh, watch us overreact about the fun when you hit the pause button. Yeah, when you hit the pause button, you see our facial expressions. It's it's pretty fun. Um, <laughs> but otherwise, we we hope you enjoy the show. And uh, guys, let's end this like we always do: two claps and a Ric Flair and a Let's Go Blue Jays. Let's go, oh, Blue Jays. Blue Jays. Finally, Welcome. the Blue Jays have come back to Toronto. <laughs> also get vaccinated. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.